Abuse in sport is normal, but not always accepted. Some see it as just part of the football language or just banter. It can define you, crush you, disarm you. After it has died down, some still stand tall. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Anti-Jose rhetoric, supposed bullying allegations, talk of failure, there's a Spurs hiccup or kick-up, Liverpool slip-up, Bayern cling on to history, and Madrid not only a shadow, but pushing forward without Ronaldo. Hello and welcome, one and all. Thanks for joining me and the crew for another episode from the On and Off the Pitch podcast. With me on the bridge, I'm joined by fellow YouTuber, Red Devil Weekly. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on once again. That's good. I'm glad you could join. And once more from the far side of planet Earth, the CEO of Premier Language Canada, Jessica. How are you, Jessica? I'm very well, thank you. I really do love saying CEO. You know, I don't, I don't get to say it in my day-to-day day-to-day business when you say I've met, I've spoken with a CEO. It's good. Uh, and how's the weather been over on your side of um, the uh... planet? It's it was really warm at the beginning of the week, but now it's back to about I don't know, it's about five degrees and cloudy. Five degrees and cloudy. It sounds like sounds like London. We had some some bright bright skies here today, uh, but you know we, we we live on. We didn't have to wrap up so so warmly today. I could walk around with the uh, with the um, jacket open actually, and I left the scarf inside. So almost yeah. summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> almost summer. No shorts, but almost summer. Right. We're going to do our normal. We're going to, obviously, it's been two weeks since we last spoke. Obviously, there's so much happened in the league, but we're going to do our little Champions League catch up roundup. And it could be no more than edited highlights or extended highlights, depending on what you were watching. We're going to start with um, Spurs. Spurs. Tottenham Hot Spurs. 2 1. PSV. Uh, I'll ask you, Mr. Red Devil Weekly, did you catch that game at all or was it extended highlights? Um, I was able to catch a bit of the game, to be fair. Yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was a bit more than extended highlights, but I, I can't say it was a whole nine minutes. But what I did see um, was a bit more of an, an improvement from the Spurs. Obviously, uh, if you watched the last podcast we did, I was a, a, a little bit scathing of Spurs, um, mm. but uh, just a little bit. But I think actually, I mean, they continued early once again, but I feel like PSV just scored a bit too early, really. Um, and I mean, they started well, but Harry Kane, I, th- I think the second goal was lucky, but he does what he does. Um, and when when he has that lethal, when he's got that lethal kind of streak in him, when he's when he's on form, he can he can put him in the back of the net. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry go ahead. I thought, I thought you'd finished. I was so eager to jump in. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's, there's not there's not much to, to say, really. I mean. You know, Spurs. Spurs are still going to go out. Let's face it. Have to travel to the new camp. If they get anything in the new camp, uh, I, I, I will, I will wear a Spurs shirt in a video. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not going to happen. Mate, it's it's a big wager, isn't it? But it's not going to happen. Spurs are going to go to the Europa League, um, and you know, I, I feel like I don't know. I just it was a good win for them, but unfortunately, I think it's just they've got too much to do. Uh, do you know what? We were due to be joined by my brother Ty, who's a, a who's a you know hardened Spurs fan. It, it, it's a shame he wasn't here just to hear that that you know that pledge about yeah. wearing because <laughs> that's what it sounded like a pledge 
Um, it was. It was a pledge. <laughs> it's a pledge. Uh, Jessica, did you by any chance catch the Spurs game, considering you felt so sorry for them last time? I only, I, I, the only game I watched all the way through was Manchester United, so everything else is extended highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I work on Tuesdays, but the time difference, it doesn't pan out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was a good game. I thought that uh, Ericsson, once again, I would like him at Manchester United, um, was once again good. But, yeah, I mean, I think they this time around they persevered and they got that goal, maybe a little bit lucky, but luck you know as we have seen yesterday luck uh, luck tends to happen when people keep pushing so there it, you it, it does indeed you know I've got, before we move up before i even throw my little two pence worth in you say you'd like ericsson at spurs um, actually i say at manchester united should i say mm -hmm. it's already at spurs uh in in place of who oh yeah i never thought about that one <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean just like squad acquisition like, like Chelsea. You'd have to really think that one through, but um, I don't know. I think he's a pretty phenomenal player. Okay. Well, you know what? I cannot move on to my bit until I ask Red Devil Weekly, would you like Ericsson at Manchester United? Well, I've got to say, out of the Spurs players, I would say if I was going to take one, I think Ericsson would definitely be up there. He's, he's got a lot of quality, as Jessica says. Um, and he... It's an interesting question. I mean, who would who would he replace? I feel like, I feel like uh, it's difficult because the formation we play at the moment. I feel like Ericsson's much more of a central attacking midfielder, yeah. and I feel like as of right now, um, we're kind of playing a, a a flat three, and sometimes you know potentially put you know pushing someone forward. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to get rid of Pogba, but you mentioned um, his name. Yeah. I would. I would. <laughs> Go on, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I mean, I, I know, I know. You know, Jessica, you've got, you've got a lot of, uh, a lot of musings on the brilliance of Paul Pogba, um, or the not so brilliant. But uh, no, I've, I feel like I keep Pogba in there. I thought I'd say, I'd say, if I had to get rid of someone, it'd probably be, it'd probably be either Matic or Herrera. I'd like to get rid of Matic. Let's all right, Matic. I'm going to say Matic because okay. Matic. We, You've got your catchphrase about Matic, so yeah, yeah fifteen seconds. Yeah, it's, it's. I'll probably get rid of Matic, and pro but we'd have to probably change the shape of our midfield a bit. I would probably. Um, with the Spurs, uh, I mean, to be honest, they conceded so soon into the game. Yeah. It was really shocking to see, considering it, the, the 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 level of experience that they have within that that, that Spurs defense. Overall in the game, they had 76% possession, 30 shots at goal, three times as many passes as PSV. But there were moments within the game they looked like they'd been outplayed. They looked like they'd been outthought. In fact, PSV almost had, it was a Jose Mourinho-esque performance. They kind of, you know, hung back, let Spurs come onto them and hit them slightly. In terms of a, a boxing analogy, a rope-a-dope, a one-two. And their, their centre-forward, is it Lozano? Constant, constant threat to any of the, the Spurs defenders. He seemed to be moving right across their back four. Honestly, he, I, I, for me, I believe he's a, he's a player that could do well in the Premier League, but that's, that's you know, looking at him playing for PSV, anyone could probably uh, look good in the Premier League. It took Spurs some time to actually get back into the game. 
But what I would say um, is that they were level-headed throughout. Sometimes in a, in a football game, no matter how many drills you do in practice and you, you think about formation, you think about danger, uh, the danger in terms of your opposition, you sometimes just have to take it on the chin when you, you get beat by a better cross, you get beat by someone who's you know quicker at jumping, higher at jumping, and sometimes the header, you just can't stop. And I think the goal that Spurs conceded was one of those goals. I, I, the leap from um, the striker who scored the goal, or the player that scored the goal, should I say, it is almost Duncan Ferguson-esque. You know, once he was in the air, it's almost Air Jordan. You know, once he's, he's in flight, that's it. You're just not stopping him. And it was very much, it was very much that for, for PSV. Last 20 minutes, Spurs really good, I thought. Maintained pressure, uh, small glimpses of goal. Uh, Lucas Moura looked a threat. You know, he was very direct. Deli Ali, I mean, gosh, uh, almost moments within that game where he could have probably hidden himself. And he's very, very grateful for Harry Kane to kind of bailing him out because he had chances where he, he should have scored. Um, but he's not the only England player that I would say that needs some element of shooting practice. We can get onto the other one much later. Uh, Spurs, you know who I'm talking about. Um, Spurs, Spurs. It was almost, I don't know if you've watched this Red Devil Weekly. I know, I, know, I believe Jessica might have. Have you ever watched the, the, the film Attack on Precinct 13, where there's this small police station in America and they have this criminal inside and the, the, the police come to get, they come to get this criminal because he knows too much about them. That was pr pretty much the Spurs attack on PSV. And it was like, you know, we're holding out. We're holding out in your backyard and you're not going to get through because if they didn't get through, that would have been uh, Spurs out. They would have been ejected from the Champions League, pretty much like a, what I say, the apprentice, um, Mr. Sugar saying you're fired. One of those moments, considering he was used, he was previously a, a Spurs owner, director. Uh, Spurs are very, very lucky. I think they're very, very lucky to have someone like Harry Kane. I, I do believe if they, they had a different striker, Spurs would be looking at Thursday night football with Arsenal. Uh, and that would have said quite a bit about North London, but they still lived to fight another day. So they still stand tall. I told you I wrote this on Monday and it's, it's still fit in the narrative. Mm -hmm. it's still fit in the narrative. I'm, I'm, I must have foresight. I should do the lottery, but then knowing me, I'll probably pick the wrong numbers. Um, did anyone catch Inter Barcelona by any chance? Because I, I caught glimpses of that. Uh, Jessica, did you, or was it extended highlights? Or did you just give this a total miss because Messi wasn't playing? No, I watched it. Malcolm, that goal was, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Mal Malcolm from the middle, or not from the, Malcolm from the bench. Yes, I, I thought it was, yeah, that, he played. That was a good goal. Didn't seem to be too much went on in that game, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know, <laughs> you, you, you kind of sum it up really, didn't, not too much went on. Um, Red Devil, what do you say? Did you see it or did you not, did you not catch this uh, fiesta? No, I, I didn't. I didn't catch it. It was again extended highlights, really. But one player I want to highlight, though, uh, which has which a few Man United fans I've been talking about as a striker potentially is uh, Akadi, uh, mm. getting that late win, a uh, uh, late equaliser, I should say. Mm. Um, and he, he does look a player. And in in that game, he um, he didn't. I, I feel like he, he when watching it, it, didn't look like he had too much to feed off. But when you know he, when he, when he when he gets his chance, he usually takes it. I mean, we saw it. 
as well. In the, I think it was the Milan derby, he scored a, a late winner. It seems that when he, in the clutch moments, when he gets the chance, he sticks it away. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I guess, what I got out of that game was uh, Icardi definitely is someone we should be looking at. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, um, I too saw glimpses of the game flicking through channels, as you know, we, we do here in our the high tech on and off the pitch studio. You have so many screens going on, you know, mobile phone, tablet, television. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good game. It was a typical game for me from Barcelona where they control possession. Uh, the player that stood out was definitely Coutinho in Messi's absence. I believe that if Messi does step away from Barcelona when he does retire, I believe that the, the Barcelona hierarchy have, have bought a player who will fill the void once he goes. And they have a decent supporting cast, but they're going to have to make changes. Suarez, who, um, as a former Liverpool player, before he even arrived at Liverpool, I, I did like him as a striker because he seems a, a, a real, someone who's a, an annoying type of striker. He looked frustrated so many times in that game. He looked like he was having, he almost looked like he wanted to have an argument with the, the um, fourth official behind the goal because every decision that went against him, he seemed to have quite an extended conversation as to why their decision was incorrect. Uh, but Inter, who didn't have that much possession, defended as they normally, as an Italian team will do, you know, they make sure, but they, they, they ensure that they stayed in the fight in terms of Champions League. And it's, it's, it makes that group interesting, even though Barcelona probably would, would automatically qualify. You know that Barcelona, as I think, they will be there and thereabouts when it comes to the business end of the Champions League, challenging for the trophy itself. But at this moment in time, I think they're just ticking over without, without Messi. Good performance. Again, as, as, as Jessica says, Malcolm, you know, uh, off the bench to actually let everyone know that he's still alive because he's probably thinking, why the hell did I join Barcelona? He was due to go to Roma. Um, his agent, no doubt, probably spoke to him and said, you're going to get a better deal. You're going to get more money and playing Barcelona. And he's, he's hardly figured. Uh, I, I think he's probably made a mistake, even with the goal that he scored yesterday. He really should be playing football. And this is a guy who really is talented and, and, and is spending a lot of time on the bench. So, yeah, good. I mean, a good game, a good footballing game. Um, quite open, but 1-1, one, one, not bad. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any hiccups with Barcelona at all, really. I don't, not at all. But I, I was really, really impressed with Coutinho. He seemed... Yeah, I was just going to say that. I have that written down too. He, he seemed almost, you know when other players are missing, he seemed just to kind of like go up a notch. He just seemed to go up a notch. And, and I remember him from being at Liverpool. He was a pain uh, for United players to pay, play against because he was very smart when he was on the ball and he would always cause problems. Oh, this is my second favourite team. Um, no, hold on. I've written that down wrong. It's not my second favourite team. It's Napoli versus PSG. Uh, Napoli. Gosh. Pub soccer group. PSG, can you believe it? Uh, Red Devil Weekly, did you catch anything of this game at all? No, unfortunately, it was extended highlights, unfortunately. For this. Uh, there's nothing wrong with extended highlights. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, last time I was talking about, you know, Napoli's performance against PSG away from home. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, once again, you know, I thought they did, they did quite well. Um, and I think 
you know, getting a 1-1 draw, I think, was the fair result in the end. Uh, Lorenzo Insigne popping up with another important goal for Napoli, as he always seems to do. Mm. Um, and Napoli in that game as well, um, you know, 20 shots in that game. They they did pepper the PSG goal. Uh, Gianluigi Buffon made some unbelievable saves. I heard the commentator say, rolling back the years, and he certainly did that with some really, really good saves. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously the draw, I think, still keeps, uh, I believe, I think PSG in uh, in first place or no? They're, they're actually they're actually third in that group. Actually, third, okay, they're only so... a point be- only a point behind uh, Napoli and Liverpool. All right, well there yeah. you go. Yeah, but yeah. I think, you know, Napoli Napoli did well in that game, and uh, I mean obviously Bernat got the goal uh, just for half time. Not the it's probably the worst time to concede, but Napoli bounced back well, and uh, I think a point was deserved really. Yeah. Um, Jessica, what do you say? Did you catch this? Or I just caught. I was watching it actually prior to us coming on, uh, recording this, and the, I saw it up to about 60, 60 minutes. Seemed yeah. like a really good game. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, I I did, <laughs> and this is when you think about Napoli and you thought, oh, you know, they've lost their manager Sarri and he's gone to Chelsea. You're thinking, oh, who are they who are they going to get? Ancelotti. I honestly believed that Ancelotti was on the last stage of his world club tour. You know, who am I going to manage before I retire? He has gone to Napoli and not only has he improved their attitude, he's changed and improved their style. They seem to be slightly more... They're not all guns and roses and guns and blazes. They're actually cute. It's like they can soak up pressure. The stats, as you say, were actually phenomenal because they were at home, but they conceded possession. PSG had 57%. I, I think for me, Napoli are a team that are playing defensive style football, but they have the attacking flair to obliterate an opposition. Liverpool realised that towards the, last, the latter stages of their game. Napoli keeping the French version of Miami Vice quiet. You know who I'm talking about. Mr Neymar and rolling, rolling Mbappe. He's got, he, I believe he's been, he's been given his own private jet. <laughs> Mental. Yeah, at 19. That's ridiculous. That's why I called him Miami Vice. Can you imagine? No, I can't. They'll never get a cab anywhere again. I think Uber scrapped their, their records. They'll never <laughs> get a cab. Never get a cab. Um, three po- no three points for Napoli, but they're still top of the group. With six points, Liverpool. Uh, I believe it's six points. Let me just double check that. I think it is. They are six points. Liverpool joint. Yeah, second between all of them. Yeah, and I mean that is 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 turning out to be almost like the group of death because Liverpool's uh, we'll talk about very soon. We can talk about it in a moment. Yeah, we can talk about it. I won't dwell on that for too long now. But um, Napoli showing everyone that they're no pushovers and they're definitely in this for the trophy. Uh, PSG. Can you see them playing Thursday night football? Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine them first in like Arsenal thinking, yeah, we've got this trophy locked, then uh, all of a sudden PSG drop into the competition and you just think, oh, look, and, and Spurs really changes it. I do believe the Europa League needs to be a knockout competition. I don't think they should have group stages, but that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, now, Liverpool. 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 Um, 
Jessica, did you catch any of this at all? Yeah, I saw that. You did. And what did you think about Liverpool? Liverpool, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I think? What did you think about it? Were you shocked at their um their Last result? <laughs> were you shocked? Were you were you jubilant? I was. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? <laughs> don't don't hide your bias, there, Jessica. Say it as it is. Yeah. It was seeing Klopp's face that really made me happy. He was he was so shocked when that first goal went in. Anyway, um, whatever. Uh yeah, they they played well. Maybe. Um, I think that uh, they really seemed stunned, right? That that honestly, that first goal when it went in, Klopp, when they panned to Klopp's face, he's just like, "What the hell is going on here?" Um. Yeah, they they seem to just have a lot of space open and I don't know what went wrong with them. What do you it, think? It was a very, I was going to say the same to Red Devil Weekly. I said, what do you think about that? Because it just seems a very unusual Liverpool performance it that, we, that we've come to know of under yeah. Klopp. Yeah, they weren't tight. They didn't keep it tight. Like they, there was a lot of room in that, moving the ball around. Yeah. Uh, Red Devil Weekly, what say you? Oh, well, I mean, I was looking for some evening comedy to watch and that, that really did fit the bill. Um, it was it was brilliant from a Man United point of view, to be honest. But anyway, I'm going to put my... Um, I think it was on characteristic from Liverpool. Mm. Uh, used to kind of the high press and, you know, with Van Dijk in the team, you kind of thought that defensively they're a bit more solid. But, um, you know, they, a, a red start, you know, fair play to, I think it was uh, Pav... Have Cobb, I think his name is, you know, getting the two. The second goal, brilliant, brilliant strike. I mean, the fact they even went for it was audacious enough. Allison potentially could have done better, but I thought, you know, one of the things I'll have to commend is obviously the support. We, we were, I think we were talking about their support as well when when they went away to uh, uh, to Anfield, and you know, even, um, their, their support home and away is 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 unbelievable, really. And I think it did, you know, put a factor. It could have potentially. I mean, we do, it's kind of weird to think that, you know, a club the size of Liverpool would be intimidated by an atmosphere. But I feel like, potentially, that could have played a factor in a kind of lacklustre performance, really. But yeah, it was, it was very, very um, unchar- uncharacteristic and, and weird for Liverpool. Um, but it was very, very enjoyable. Yeah, it, I mean, to be honest, it, it was a good game to watch. I was surprised, as you say, how, how open the game was in terms of Liverpool's lack of closing down, lack of their high press, the decision-making in the final third, there were moments when they had breakaways and you'd think that the pass would go out wide. It was then tried to play inside through the middle and it was blocked off. Almost they tried to be too cute, too smart. When moments, when the opportunity was there for them to actually go forward and, and score goals. They they didn't seem to have it. And I think the first 45 minutes went against them. Obviously, when they concede, then they have to make two changes. Uh, Lalana comes off. Um, Sturridge, the miss, he comes off. Uh, and I think what, what that shows me, as much as I am uh, impressed with Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, and I am impressed with them, I have been with, impressed with them for quite some time, in this league, you need to have two or three lethal strikers. Liverpool don't have an out-and-out striker at this moment in time. They don't have a dedicated number nine. They're, they're relying 
primarily on Mo Salah, and they've and they've got the supporting cast of um, Firmino and Mane, and then behind that they have Lilana, who for me his best days may be behind him, or the fact that he's come back from a long term injury, he's still not up to one hundred percent. Liverpool also have. Um, the young fellow that they bought from Arsenal, I can't think of his name, Oxley chamberlain He's been out. They had Keita on the bench coming back from an injury. Uh, Henderson wasn't there. Uh, do you know, they, they seem to be players in that Liverpool midfield, uh, like James Milner, Milner who, who had been written off by his previous club, who seems to still be hanging in there and, and, and putting things together for Liverpool. And I think that if Liverpool had their, their first, first class, their stellar A-list, midfield they would have taken care of red star uh, and 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 had three points so it it strength in depth is is an issue for every club uh, and your you when your plan b isn't as strong as your plan a you, you you do kind of kind of hit the brick wall and i think that's what happened with liverpool they didn't have they didn't have enough magic they didn't take enough chances and the shots even though they had 23 shots in that game only four of them were on target and which was the same same number as Red Star. So you can have as many shots as you like, but it's the ones on target that count. <laughs> so you can you can say you know the, the the shot statistic could say you could have fifty shots. Whether they go up to the corner flag is another thing. So to say that they only had four on target, considering the the front lineup that they had, is kind of an indication that either the the tactics were wrong, which I don't think they were. I just think the the personnel that they had behind the front the front three aren't necessarily all on song. And I think also because this is post World Cup, they, I think there's lag. I think they're tired. I think these guys genuinely need a rest. I do. I believe that they came back from the World Cup too soon, and it's catching up with them. And it may be that they have to get this rest when there's another international break. And if they're on an international break, you're praying that they don't get called up because they do need a rest. But they're Liverpool players, so I'm not too worried about Liverpool players. Do you, yes. think, Klopp, you think Klopp was very uh, complacent going into this? Um, I, I don't think so. I think he believes, I think he believes wholeheartedly in the players that he has. I believe that he thinks that in terms of the formation that, that he puts them in, that they're able to do a job. I don't believe he should have played Lalana ahead of Shakiri. I think Shakiri should have played. And um, that's the one thing that has come back. And I think storage for all of the glory that he's found in recent weeks and the, the wonder strikes that he's had for Liverpool, he's still not been first choice for Liverpool for quite some time since Jurgen Klopp arrived. So there's an indication that Jurgen Klopp doesn't truly believe in him. And the fact that he's relying on Salah, he still needs another number nine. And and I, I believe in um, results like this will be an indication to him that I need to go and get someone else. So I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the season if Sturridge has either moved on or is relegated further down the pe pecking order and, and Liverpool go out and get someone else, pretty much like an Akadi. Someone who they can think, you know what, we know that you're going to cause a problem for someone else. You may not get the ball for 10 minutes, but when you do, you'll score. So, yeah. Anyway, we've, we've, we've talked enough about the, the, the enemy. Let's talk about you-know-who. Juventus, Manchester United. Ah. 
can I can hear the listen that she's all popped the she's popped the champagne there, Red Devil Weekly. She's she's broken out. Gonna say she's broke she's it's almost like Christmas. Um I shouldn't even let Jessica wait because I'm thinking she's 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 eager to say something. Yeah. Uh, tell me, Jessica, tell us all. What did you think about that? I knew they were going to win. <laughs> I knew it. I'm telling you, this team, they're coming back and we need to have faith in them. And I, I, I've been saying this for weeks now, that you can see what they're working on in training. You can see the changes they're trying to put in place. Guess who was missing yet again yesterday? And um, I think I think that this, you know, our, our football god came and made a difference. And Fellaini, the football Fellaini, god. Those substitutions were, like, amazing. And I... I mean, everything I've watched, and I watched a lot of lot of the reviews on the game and the fan cams and everything else, bar one channel, everybody talks about the fact that, are they amazing? No, it was an amazing win. Nobody has to, everybody says that. Uh, well, bar one channel. Everybody yeah. says that. But um, most people have also said that that first half was way better. Is it amazing? No. Is it is it uh, a positive move towards what we're looking for? Absolutely. And I think most people thought that United would get crucified yesterday. And I think that you have to give credit where credit is due. And the fact that this team is never giving up now is a huge turnaround, huge difference in mentality to me. And I, I just feel that, that things are starting to change. And I really hope that um, you know, I see most fans getting behind it, and I hope that uh, you know, little baby steps, and let's move on. I thought it was an amazing win. Ah, he's not. Shall we stop there? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Red Devil Weekly. Uh, what did he say? What do you say about the uh, the result and the game and and uh, just everything to do with the the, the, the team performance um, between uh, Juve and Manchester United? Well, I mean, I echo a lot of the points Jessica made. Um, but also, when we're talking about new contracts and, you know, big deals, give Marwan Fellaini all the money he wants, all the money he needs. Because <laughs> that guy, we talk about Alexis Sanchez on, what, 500 grand a week? Marwan Fellaini's come onto the pitch and he's had more of an impact in a Manchester United shirt than Alexis Sanchez had. So, I, I, honestly, give him whatever he wants. Give him a new house, anything. Just give him... because. I, th I actually, I think Kim coming off the bench, even Allegri said it after the game, you know, that in the first game, we didn't have Fellaini and they were able to use their physical advances over us um, to, 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 to easily, you know, defend and deal with it. And as soon as Fellaini came on, they realised that there was a big problem and he just, he, he creates a complete confusion. I mean, he's not the most technically gifted player, but just to have someone in there who's, who's just big and burly and just and, I mean, he knocks people out of the way and just is awkward in the box, can just help in those sort of situations. As for the whole performance, yeah, I thought the first half was definitely an improvement. The fact that we kept it to nil-nil was definitely the key, although, to be fair, Juventus did miss a lot of opportunities. Mm. Um, Dybala got unlucky with a shot. Quadrado probably should have netted one, um, or a few, actually, for Quadrado. Um, but, you know, maybe on another night, we might be three or four nil down um, and wouldn't have come back. But, um, yeah, it was it was it was an amazing victory. These victories don't seem to come around too often anymore. So you know, I I, I don't agree with you know 
with focusing on any negative really for me i'm just i was absolutely ecstatic absolutely ecstatic with it um and i mean paul pogba i, I mean he, he didn't have a great game to be honest i felt like i'm not sure if the occasion got to him he said he was gonna be emotional i'm not sure if the occasion did get to him but it seemed like it was getting to him somewhat uh gave a ball away a few times um, but Ooh, he, gave away, he gave the ball away more than a few times. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm being a bit nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I, uh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, it was it was a big win, and it's actually such a big win in the group because now we're second um, with seven points, I believe, um, and it yeah. it means it puts a, a bit less pressure on us. So. The boys done good, and as for Jose Mourinho's little celebration, I absolutely loved it. Yes, you do, do you know, Yes, um, do you, um, you loved everything, Jessica. You loved everything. I was a happy girl yesterday. Indeed, uh, Jose's quote after um, on on BT Sport: "We have a final to play at home." That's the line that resonated with me because he knows how important that win was yesterday. Man United were written off, basically, as not getting anything. Even I had thought um, that the result might be a draw. My heart said 2-2. My head said uh, a Juventus win. Um, I should listen to my heart more and actually go with it because Man United, it, it, there, were, there was, um, as I tweeted out, Fergie time has been passed on. It's been, it's been passed on to Jose Mourinho because to have... Um, a scoreline like that against a, a Juventus team who are drilled to within an inch of brilliance in every game they play is a fantastic thing to only not only experience but to watch. Uh, even at 1-0, I was happy with the team performance, Manchester United's performance. I didn't have anything really negative to say. Sanchez, for all intents and purposes, is not a centre forward. He's not quick enough. He's not tall enough. But what he does have is twice as much heart as many of the centre forwards that I've seen play. And he doesn't stop running. And he hassles. And he harries. And he's a nuisance. He's an absolute nuisance um, to, to back fours. And within the first five minutes or ten minutes, there was a moment when um, he was chasing the ball uh, across the. Uh, Juventus back three and he looked back at Martial and Pogba and said what, where are you you know because they had literally retreated to the halfway line and I think he was the one in, in, in himself just his display and his attitude and his application was to say no you can't sit back and I don't believe any of the players sat back Luke Shaw didn't sit back there were tackles going in Ashley Young who who I have already said many times that he needs to retire this is a guy who never complains about where he's asked to, to play. And, and, and this is the flip side. He never complains. He doesn't have a strop. There is no fan base saying, why are you playing him at left back? Why are you playing him at right back? That's not his ideal position. He just gets done. He gets picked. He's been told and he does a job. And he did a job yesterday and he put himself on the line on more than one occasion. Honestly, I believe that was a truly, truly fantastic win. Lingard and Sanchez linking up um, to play a little good. Martial tracking back with his uh, you know, literally tracking back. Uh, Luke Shaw would have been extremely happy seeing him come back to help him out. Dybala literally became Medusa with that strike and he hit the cross. I mean, David De Gea didn't move. He was like a statue. 
when he shot that ball on the crossbar. And if that had gone in, that would have probably been one of the best goals you would have seen in the Champions League. Uh, totally, totally um, fantastic strike. Juve, they're a stylish team. They're a physical team. They're a team with street smarts. But yesterday, they just ran out of luck. They ran out of luck. One matters free kick, fantastic. And the cross from Luke Shaw, whoever it went in off of, it could have gone off of, you know, Bill and Ben, the flower pot men. I couldn't have cared. It was great. Fellaini causing a nuisance because he was then, as, as Jessica says, they don't know how to actually cater for someone of his height or his ability. Um, brilliant. The only thing that I would actually... And I'm thinking very carefully about what I say. Be critical about is Rashford's finishing. <laughs> I would honestly, because I think in moments like that, when you are two one up against a really superior team, and they are superior in every sense. I mean, they dominated possession um, by an, a, a ten percent more than Manchester United. Fifty. They had twenty three shots in total. When you get your chance as a striker. You have to be smart. He, he blasted the ball. Well, really, he needed to get close enough to either slip the ball down either side of chip the goalkeeper or chip him. One of the two. One of the two. And uh, pretty much like the Daily Alley chance in the Spurs game where it's a rush of blood and you try and hit it as quickly as possible, hoping that it gets in. And sometimes you need to be smart and you need to be cute. And I believe that if that was the other way around, uh, and it was a Dybala moment, you might be looking at a different scoreline. So Rashford, for me, was probably... That one moment was the one thing I'd look at and think, you've still got a bit of... You, there's still a bit in your game that you need to work on. There's, there's, there's small moments, finesses that you need to kind of include. Uh, what I would ask is that he stay away from corners and he stays... Like someone tells him to go away, don't take a corner. It's better that they take a short corner and cross it in than because he's terrible. Uh, and as a striker, he needs to be in the box. But other than that, I'm happy, happy, happy. Yeah, I felt it was a pretty amazing performance. Oh, it was a fantastic performance. What we haven't spoken about is Jose's reaction and the reaction to Jose's reaction which has then caused another reaction on top of the FA reaction to the initial reaction of him being let off. They've reacted to the fact that he's looking. So can you, I mean, there's, there's so many reactions. It's like a, it's like an EastEnders doof doof episode because you, you're just thinking what next, you know, how many strikers have we seen? How many footballers have we witnessed in, in our time on this planet, watching game, going up to the camera, either shushing, the camera or cupping their hands behind their ears because they've scored a goal. How many times have we seen anything? Have we seen anyone rush on to the pitch and say, you can't do that? Have we seen the opposing players look at them and say, how dare you do? No one says anything. No, no one says anything. Jose walks onto the pitch because he's been given abuse all game. One hand behind, and it's a problem. No big deal. For me, no big deal. And I've listened to journalists and former football players talk about, you know, there's, he, he needs to act in a particular way. He's not the chairman. That's what the chairman does. Can the I chairman just... acts in a very calm. He's the manager. He's the I'm manager. Ronaldo, 
to me, Ronaldo goes in the corner, lifts his shirt off, and shows his six pack. <laughs> Why is that okay? <laughs> how dare no one's going over to push him over and said, "How dare you show your six pack you, while you, I'm walking around with my bare belly?" What is this? Celebrate! It was a phenomenal goal he scored. It was a fantastic goal. Is that an appropriate? Like, if you want to be like that, is that an appropriate way to? What are you doing? How does that even make sense? Well, I'm, I'm sure if he was a grown man walking down the high street, he would be arrested for showing off his belly button like that. Someone might look at him and think, ooh, strange. Well, I don't know that I'd say that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I mean, it's nice to Let's oh, make a mental note of that Red Devil Weekly. <laughs> Six pack required. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's ludicrous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think the way they're going after him just shows what it's all about. And yeah, I, and again, I watched a lot of the fan cams. I didn't hear a single person, bar one individual that I think Red Devil you actually referenced in your stream, perhaps. Um, I've yet to catch that. I will catch that later, as I said. Forgive me. Said, anything negative about it because you know what this is the jose we want we want to see fight you know you know whose reaction to that second goal going in that i thought was really interesting was martial he lost it and and the fact that those players had such a reaction to that we haven't seen that a lot from this team you know yeah. and yeah. i think and i think that it speaks volumes to the change that's going on and I have not heard any United fans say, oh, yeah, that's not good, that's not good, bar, bar certain people, certain place. Um, because you know what? I, for the most part, I've heard people go, you know what? That's what we've been looking for. We've been looking for that Jose FL who's going to be like, come on. Yeah. And that's yeah. I just. Yeah, that's good. FA is yeah. going to relook at it. Like, it's. Oh, gosh. This is. Oh, do you know, I don't, Red Devil Weekly, what do you say about that? Because I could, I could, I have something to mind, but let's get your view on this. What do you think about Jose's reaction and the FA's reaction to the reaction that they didn't like? Oh, well, I've got to say, the FA, it's not the first time and it won't be the last, but it's absolute embarrassment. It's absolute embarrassment. The fact, the fact that you would appeal an appeal is... <laughs> It's, you know, it, it really surely they, so someone at the FA with, with some sort of mental capacity has got to say that to themselves in their head and go, what what are we as an organisation if we're doing that? Just let it go. It's not the biggest thing in the world. Let's, I don't I don't know why. I feel like I don't know why you'd have it in for someone that much to make sure they get punished. I mean, and I I, I love the fact as you, as I said, I love the fact that Mourinho was like you know having a how the press conferences he did he was he was he was joking about it because even he knows how ridiculous and and just laughable it is yeah. um, but and for the for his reaction after the game i see i see some united fans saying oh you know you have to have some class paul skulls as well saying i mean look I, I just for me i totally agree with jessica this is the jose Mourinho, which people wanted to see and suddenly when we're seeing it they can't take it. They can't take it. And it's, I, I don't understand it, really. For me, if, if someone like Jurgen Klopp does that, does he get the same reaction from the press? I don't think so. I feel like if Jurgen Klopp does that, 
You know, you don't get people like Gary Lineker going, oh, is that necessary? Oh, is that necessary? You, you get Gary Lineker going, oh, that's funny. He's the character. But because it's Jose Mourinho, it's like, oh, he's, he's a disgrace. He shouldn't be doing that. But also, imagine, I, I just put myself in his shoes. Imagine you've been getting stick from, you know, press, the media. Everyone's written you off for this game. And, you know, you've gone to Juventus and beaten a team who have been unbeaten in the league this season, have only lost like once or twice in the Champions League in the last 15 years at home. Mm-hmm. And you've beaten them and overturned the odds whilst getting loads and loads of abuse from the fans for pretty much the whole 90 minutes. You know, you, you would want to do something. And I, 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 I have no problem with it. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I found it hilarious. And I mean... It's, it's it's just the hypocrisy of of some people, uh, you know, having a problem with it. I I, I don't understand it really. Um, and as as Jessica said, that this is the Jose we wanted to see. This is the per- this is what we thought we ordered. Finally, it's come. The delivery has come. We finally got the real Jose Mourinho. Mm. And uh, it's, it's funny. Um, also, I remember people saying that um, you know Jose Mourinho has lost the dressing room. And if you look at the last three performances, you know, I where are those people now? Where are those people now? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous to be honest. It, it is ridiculous. Um, I can think back to the newspaper headlines that were on the back pages of a particular um, red top newspaper before the Newcastle game. He's getting sacked regardless of the result. And, and there were quite a few happy individuals saying, good, get good riddance, he needs to go. This is a man who has faced many different challenges, personal, um, professional. He's at the biggest club in the world. He understands that the fans are very passionate and they're very particular and they want a style of play. But he is also tasked with a job that we as fans, who for some reason we've forgotten, there are many players in the team, in the squad, that we ourselves have written off. And he's trying to work wonders with those individuals. He's trying to create something with individuals that people have said are not good enough, not just for one year, but for two years, for three years, and not just for the two or three years that he's been there, but when it was the previous manager and the manager before that, and even when it was the manager that was successful, those players have been written off and said they're not good enough. So these players have been around for quite some time, and Jose has walked in to a canteen where it said we sell smoked salmon, and on the menu is corned beef. And he's having to, yeah, that's exactly what it is. There's no smoked salmon. It's corned beef and onion. And he's having to dish that up every day. So there's no prune sandwich brigade here. They've moved on. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad, but also a happy moment. Because I think at, right at this moment in time, as someone who believes in the manager and I knew very much who he was before he arrived, and I'm happy with the appointment and I'm happy that he's there, that he may have found his own mojo back and there were certain moments in the after game um, press conferences, whether he was talking to uh, um, a particular female journalist or whoever, that you could see that there was those moments and I'm glad and I'm glad for the, I'm glad for him. I'm glad for um, Fellaini. I'm glad for the Marshall FC crew. I'm glad for everyone. I'm glad basically it's a Manchester United win and no subsections, no subsidiarity where it's broken down to, individual enclaves that people are kind of worried about and only concerned about. This isn't just a, a Brexit. This is a United Kingdom, Manchester United, where everyone's included. And they just embrace it and love the moment. It was fantastic. Can Truly fantastic. 
can you imagine if we win against or even draw against Man City? What's <laughs> well, look, look, the the realities are in terms of that game is that, and, and we'll talk about Manchester City very briefly, and I say very briefly, but we will talk about them. That game is immense. The, the for for all of the the hope that is placed on that that actual fixture and the expectation that. Are, is placed on players and, and and that fans have with one another. There is a realism, there's a, there's a level of realism to say that this Manchester City team are by far the best team in the league. And people might say they're not, they are, they're on top of the league. The league is an actual mirror of the reality is that football players face and, and we as fans face. It is, that is the truth. They are top of the league. They are the best team right now. For Manchester United to go into that battle and upset the odds, they are huge, huge odds in themselves, but they have shown by going up against a particular team. And this is the, the one thing that I need to make very crystal clear that the players buy into what the manager is saying. And it was a very defensive rearguard action at the same time. They didn't let anyone settle on the ball in midfield. They did a high press. And I haven't seen as many um, forward Pass so many forward passes. The link up players, I said, between Lingard and Sanchez was good, and they didn't let the Juventus team build. The first 20 minutes of the game yesterday was 10 times better than the 90 minutes that everyone witnessed at Old Trafford. It was a totally different performance, which is why I said that even at 1 0 down, I was happy because it was a totally different Manchester United. I can take Manchester United losing if they put the effort in because I can see they're being beaten by a better team. But if they don't try, which they didn't do at Old Trafford, that's the bit that's upsetting. And it isn't necessarily aimed at the manager, it's the players, because you only have to look at the two teams, the two, day, the two games and the same opponents and ask yourself, it isn't just about dropping one particular player up front. There was a, a totally different mind shift in their approach. And they bought into what Jose was saying. So, and people may say, oh, it's about personnel. It's not about personnel. Personnel can change all the time. If you don't do your job on the pitch, you can get taken off. It's that simple. Um, so, anyway, we're all happy. Red Devil's happy. Jessica's jubilant. She's broken out the champagne, the caviar, and the right. nice bar, the nice chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. I'm an unusual woman, Rodney. Okay, yeah, she doesn't like chocolate, Red Devil, noted. Uh, six pack required and no chocolate. I like the What? I don't like red roses either. Oh, gosh, just, just, I'm getting the list down, Red, red Devil, no red roses. I'm trying, I, I, I'm a good catch, eh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> just just fish and chips and champagne. That's <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad to me. It doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> do um, <laughs> let's talk about the media and Jose. Do you yeah. think? Do you think? Like I don't. Obviously, you know, I live in Canada. I don't see day to day a lot of it. I just what I watch on. Well, YouTube. you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yesterday they were going on and on because the only thing they could find to talk about was what he did, right? Mm, and, yeah. and I think it's really, really. Pathetic, actually, and I don't even. I think Scalzi, his focus. If he's about the team, he should have been about the team. And but I don't really understand why they're so 
so against him. I don't get it. And the more he wins, obviously, they're going to have less and less to gripe about, right? Well, I, I believe there's always... Right. I, 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 the best way I can think about this, I'm stuttering and trying to think of a, 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 a suitable way of saying it without just saying about individuals. I don't like custard. And I don't care if custard has it, it's laced with chocolate. I just don't like custard. So if you take a dislike to someone or something, it doesn't matter what people say, how many beautiful adjectives they use or lovely phrases they attach to this thing or this person, you just don't like it or them. And I think regardless of the win, regardless of the position of the team going up the league, you, you're going to find individuals that just don't like the manager. And, and this is not unique because even though there are many that talk in glowing terms about Sir Alex Ferguson, there were moments throughout his time at Manchester United that people didn't like what he did. They didn't like the teams he picked. They didn't like the selection of players that he used and they wanted him to leave. And that is the truth. So despite all of the glories that he brought towards Manchester United and how he is lauded as the best manager in the Premier League, there was a section within the United fan base and outside that didn't like Sir Alex Ferguson. And the same is said about Jose Mourinho. And, you know, you just have to accept those individuals. Pretty much like, um, say, Red Devil, some people are Brexiters, some people voted Remain, some people voted Leave, you know? Exactly. exactly. It's just one of those things. Just one of those things. It's just one of those things. Um, I'm, I'm conscious of time, so we're going to quickly look at some other results. And uh, the one that stands out, obviously, for me, is the, the, the next opponents for Manchester United. Manchester City, five, Shakhtar Donetsk, nil. Did you catch that game? Yeah. And I say five because the, the one of the goals shouldn't have happened. It's oh, actually yeah. Manchester City, six. Raheem Sterling stubbed his toe. It looked <laughs> like it looked like a foul from the hut behind. Everyone else on who had, you know, a camera view could see that he hadn't, even Pep Guardiola saying he didn't, he wasn't fouled, but yet the referee gives a penalty and Manchester City scored a penalty. So sometimes when you say the luck, the luck is with you. Uh, but Manchester United, oh, so Manchester United, excuse me, Manchester City did uh, score six goals and they played very good football as they have been doing so far this season. Uh, Red Devil Weekly, did you by any chance catch any of this or did you totally switch off? No, I wasn't able to. I was, I was too busy watching United, to be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really catch too much of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. And Jessica, do you, I, I'm, I'm asking Jessica if she caught any of Man City. She just didn't. But you didn't watch any of Manchester City, did you? Not live, but I watched the extended highlights. Ooh, extended mm -hmm. highlights. And what did you, what did you think about the extended uh, highlights that you witnessed? Well, what can you say? <laughs> were you impressed or were you, were you were, did it make you anxious about the weekend were you no. worried concerned no no I, think, no um i think that they were given a lot of room and i yeah. think that they so obviously they had a lot of chances i yeah. think that you can see spots that united can probably tackle yeah and i'm sure Mourinho will look at it quite closely um there were some 
they also had some finishing issues at times. And um, yeah. So it's just something, it's, it's really strange when you, and I don't know if it's some, this is something indicative of, of uh, football in 90 minutes, despite the, the scoreline that Manchester City have uh, racked up against Shakhtar Donetsk of six goals, they had eight shots on target mm -hmm. and they only had 15 shots in the game, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is strange because we've talked about other teams um, uh, so far that have had 20 shots or more than 20 shots overall and their shots on target are not that much different to, say, Liverpool. Do, 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 you, do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. the, the, the level of, they can have possession of the, the, the ball for long periods of time, but it's about ensuring that you don't give them so many opportunities in front of goal, at goal. I would have expected the, that team to have scored more than the six, but they scored. I mean, they play very good football and they have been playing very good football. I cannot say anything other than that. They've been playing great. Raheem Sterling looks great. Um, Jesus, he scored, um, I believe he scored a hat-trick. Yeah, he did. So, so, you know, he's happy. He's not necessarily always been in the starting lineup because they've had um, Kunaguero, uh, you know, scoring goals still for fun for, for Manchester City. So they're, they're a team that, has an abundance of talent and they will pose a threat to anyone. I'm still not sure about them in the Champions League as to where they'll be at the end or whether they'll be challenging. They may get to the latter stages. I don't see them getting to the semi-final, even though they have a very good squad. But you never know in Manchester City, they'll probably think we've got a problem and they'll go and spend money in January. Uh, they've already made noises about the young left-back centre-back at Bournemouth, Aki who was previously at Chelsea. And that's the kind of thing that, that, that Manchester City and, and Pep do with all of their sponsorship, non-sponsorship money, because, uh, you know, something's not quite right there. It's almost a little bit Wizard of Oz with Manchester City. You know, there's a, there's a wizard and there's a lot of smoke, but really there's a man with a, a computer punching out numbers saying, this sponsorship deal has come in, but it hasn't really come in from sponsors. It's just our own money and we're just... Uh, for a better word, moving it into another account. Only I, think, I, think that, I think if Man United can keep it tight um, and, sh and really keep it tight, I think they have a good shot because I think in this game, I mean, obviously you can see City moves the ball beautifully. Like yeah. can't doubt that. But they were also given an awful lot of space in this game. So I think if United, and I'm sure Jose, the great strategist that he is, will will look at it. Um, if they can, if they can play like they did yesterday, they were fairly tight. They kept Juve, you know. Yeah, we we you know Juve did have some shots and stuff. But you know what? It also it. So I I was as I watched these extended highlights it was interesting to say you know they'll say that man united was really lucky and blah 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 and juventus should have scored but but, but they don't say that oh juve was unlucky do they no united was lucky but in the other games where the similar situation happened for the team that didn't score it was oh they were so unlucky you know so i think i think united has a shot and i think if they can I really hope they win because I'm going to Toronto to watch it with the Manchester United Supporters Club of Canada and there'll probably be around 100 people there. 
And the last time I went to watch the City game, we lost. So. Okay, well, I, well yeah, fingers crossed for both of you while you're there. Hopefully, you'll have champagne and chips once more. Hopefully, but Hopefully. I, I think United have a shot. You have a shot. Um, Red Devil Weekly, what say you about the the any, anything anything to add about Manchester City or? Well, they scored six. One of them was an absolute farce. Um, nothing much to add. Thinking about it, really, nothing I, much I mean, to add. Yeah, I mean, look, they they are a good side. I think they've scored 12 in their last two in all competitions. Um, and they're, 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 they're without Kevin De Yeah. When they can do that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it, they're, they're a very good side. I thought Shakhtar Donetsk, I'm not sure how much they could have done. about. I mean, I, I did think some of their play was a bit sloppy, but it's, it, it's going to be natural when you play against teams like Man City. They're going to they're gonna press you. They're going to make you, you know, feel really uncomfortable and mistakes will happen. But... Uh, yeah, Man City, they, they do look a formidable force. And, I mean, again, did we really expect anything else in that game? Not really. Not really. Uh, totally agreed. I'm conscious of time, so we're going to actually whiz through very, very quickly. Uh, but what I will add about the Manchester City, um, there's so much game, but adding to what Jessica has said about a uh, game plan from Jose, uh, it's definitely about... I would have, I would say it's about the high press against City, but then you're going to leave yourself exposed to counter attacks. So it really is, I think, as not so much a high press, but a concerted effort right across the pitch. So it's not just left down to the front attackers to press and uh, see what may happen. Uh, very quickly, uh, as I say, conscious of time, uh, Real Madrid, uh, they win uh, uh, post Ronaldo. Uh, they need some luck because they're not having a very good time in the league. Uh, they win 5-0 against uh, Pazan. Uh, happy days for them. Uh, did you catch any of this at all or was it just highlights? I caught the highlights. You caught the highlights. I, I was uh, Gareth Bale. i tell you what, considering that Ronaldo has left Real Madrid, Gareth Bale, with his talk about him going there, he's not really taking that team by storm now. No. I, I actually thought this might have been his moment to... to grab hold of the reins left behind by Ronaldo and steer them towards glory in the league and Champions League. And I don't think that he is that type of player. And I believe that the, let's say that the fallout from their manager, because they need a new manager at some point very, very soon, it's, it's going to cause them harm, not only in the league, but in the Champions League. Uh, they're, they're still, they're almost like the Bayern Munich version. They've got players that needed to have been moved on and they haven't been moved on. And at some point in time, they're going to be found out. Who knows? It might it might be in the Champions League and we might see something quite amazing. Um, Bayern um, win 2-0, as usual. Let's say no more than that. But one thing I will want to say before we go, and I, I think this is the one team uh, that we mentioned and I mentioned and I said I was very happy that he, he was the manager of um, this team. It was Monaco, uh, Thierry Henry, yeah. the, the Thierry Henry, the youthful and uh, without grey hair, Thierry Henry, uh, Monaco, nil, Bruges, four. Uh, yeah. Did you catch any of this game, Red Devil <laughs> Weekly? Oh, I'll start with Red Devil first, Jessica. Is that Red Devil? Did you catch any of this? Uh, not really. No. Really, just, just the, the highlights. Um, but I, I just, as you said, I'm, I, I'm sad. Very sad for him. Uh, it's not. It's not working out. The Vavavu machine is. It's not. It's not functioning properly, uh, and I don't know what he needs to do. 
well, I think when away from home, they were, they were all over Monaco. So he's, he's probably I, missing I Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's done go on there, but I there, there's stories about players not playing for him or something. It doesn't look good for him, but I, I hope he can turn it around. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jessica, sorry. Uh, uh, Monica Bruges. Yeah, I agree. Did I you see? Agree. Did you yeah. see anything? I did see the, <coughs> the extended highlights. Um, that Wesley is really good, isn't he? Yes, he is very good. He is very good. I think um, he hasn't won a game since he's been there. I, do, do you know, seeing the scoreline and watching a, a small amount of the game, because obviously in the on and off the pitch studio, we're, we're flicking through screens all the time, as I've mentioned earlier. The question that I had in my head was, is Henri right? Is the right? Is he the right man for Monaco? That's what I thought. And then I thought, it's not the right question. Is Monaco the right club for Henri? Mm. That's what I thought, because... I, I, I have a belief that he, he can be a very good manager, but he may have chosen the wrong club. Not that he's not the right man for Monica. I think he's the I think it's the wrong club. Where do you I, think so? I don't know because there's rumours of, of, of Arsene Wenger coming in and trying to take over. That's what you know the newspapers will say anything right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it may have been too soon. I'll say too soon. How do I, what do I know too soon? I've not managed anything in terms of football. I haven't even managed a Sunday Sunday league team. Um, but you know, it's it's a different game to go from being an assistant to number one. And we've seen very good assistants try to be a number one. And it's very different from being a pundit to be not on the sideline week in, week out and talking to players who are talented but are nowhere near as talented as you and you're asking them to do something and they're looking at you thinking, I can't do it, and you become frustrated. Uh, I believe, I, I still think there might be hope for Monica. I think they could turn it around. But I, I'm hoping it's it's well before Christmas because I think if the results don't, change in terms of wins and they move up the league uh, by the new year uh, I think the powers that be may start asking questions about Henri unless they see him as a long-term fixture and are happy for the club to be relegated and for him to stay there whether he'll want to stay there if they are relegated whether that tarnishes the brand of Thierry Henri who knows but I think if he does stay there and he goes down and he comes back up I think he he's worked with um, Martinez before, a man who was, you know, managed a team outside of the Premier League and managed in the Premier League, and is now managing a national team. He will have at least had someone in his corner that could give him some advice as to how things might be, what he might need to do, and how he might need to change. But uh, I, you know, it's not looking good for them at the moment. Not looking good for them at all. I am conscious that we have run out of time. It's been great. It's been so, so good. Um, any last words from Red Devil Weekly before we run away? What are we going to do? Oh, has he gone? Hello? Hello, hello. Oh, I'm still there. I'm still there. No, I no, thought no. he's he he, he just He's probably watching EastEnders while, silently while we're what, uh, re- recording this. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go near that. I would not go near anywhere near that. I'd probably yeah. be more likely watching something on Comedy Central. 
Okay. Or, or, what, Liverpool? Or watching Liverpool's game against... Uh, <laughs> I forgot who they're playing. It was just too funny. But yeah, I guess last comments. Um, Champions League football is always great. Um, but United getting the victory. Onto the derby, isn't it, really? Onto you know, the derby. We just have to take our, the confidence, and the confidence is going to be sky high. Um, and we have to take that, go into the derby, play pragmatically as, as well, but get the result. And uh, let's, you know, let's hope Thierry Henry can turn it around. And let's hope Liverpool continue to lose. And that's all I've got to say. <laughs> Jessica. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. Anything else? Anything that you'd like to add with your champagne glass in your hand? Just that, come on, man. Yeah, let's do, let's do this. Let's do it, Manchester United. <laughs> Right. Uh, well, I started talking about um, still standing tall. Um, Thierry Henry still standing. Uh, some clubs are still standing tall. Well, the, the, the Premier League clubs are still, they're still in with a fight within the Champions League. Some were close to uh, being ejected, but they're still standing tall. And one person this week who's definitely still standing tall and he's got his swagger back is Jose Mourinho. I'm going to say thank you to Red Devil Weekly and Jessica for joining me today. Thank you both. Thank you very much for having me. For having me. Thank you very much. Excellent. And Jessica? Thank you too. Excellent. And I will say thank you to listening. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation and debate. Please come by again. We're back again next week, hopefully. Well, they're definitely back next week. I'm back next week. Who knows who's going to be back next week? Everyone's going to be back next week. <laughs> We're all going to be back next week. Stay tuned, please. It's On and Off The Pitch podcast. Comments, questions at On and Off The Pitch 1 or at Rodney Sirens. It's time to go. Bye for now.